0: Hello and welcome to the BBC Essex Gardening Hour podcast, which you can download and listen for free on the BBC Essex website. That's bbc.co.uk slash bbcessex. Got that? bbc.co.uk slash bbcessex. Have a listen. I'm Ken Crowther and this week my guest is Paul King. Coming up, we'll be answering your questions on everything from tomatoes and conifers to box hedging.
1: The BBC Essex Gardening Hour with Ken Crowther every Saturday from eleven.
0: At this part of the program on the podcast, we give you some ideas of some of those jobs you could be getting on uh, in the garden. Now, Paul, what do you got? What's your first one? Uh, north wall planting, right? So, it's a it's sometimes thought to be a difficult wall to plant, isn't it? It really is, yeah. So, what you got in mind? Well, I've got in mind. Yep. A fruit tree. Right. What fruit tree are you going to put on there? A Morella cherry. Do they work well on North Walls then? They love a North Wall. I didn't realise that. Yeah. So we, well, how would you
2: train it? We could have a tree, which is grafted, so it's small. Or we could have it as a fan, up against the wall. So hang
0: on, I know each cherry is The bird, so how are we going to protect it from the bird? We'll put a bit of... Uh, Wire over it. <laughs> what, netting and wire? Netting, netting and, a and bit wire. Of, bit, bit of netting and wire, yeah. Hmm. So, okay, so we're going to suggest Morello Cherry for a north facing wall. What else can you plant on the north facing wall? A rambling rose. With, ah, but come on, there's not many you can put on a north facing wall, no. are there?
2: A very old one. Very yep. old one. Goes back a long way. A rambling rose, Elbrick Barbier. Right. Now, isn't that,
0: is that a sort of whitey cream?
2: It's kind? a whitey cream double. Right. And it, for a ram, it continuously flowers quite, uh, you get two flushes of it. So more like a climber, really. Yeah, more like a climber, but a uh, real old one.
0: So what are we going to plant underneath it? Well, I've got down a spotty dotty. Spotty dotty. Podophyllium. Right. I I haven't seen that growing, so you better explain it to me.
2: Very biggish leaf with raised black spots on the top. Yeah. And the flower, you have to lift the leaf up, and there's this lovely velvety, uh-huh. like a fuchsia flower, hanging right. down below. So when does it flower then, Paul? Early to late spring.
0: Right. So come on then, we need something else to put in there for the for later on in the summer then. What would you plant? Uh,
2: hydrangea, a nice hydrangea, oh. a nice white hydrangea, Annabelle. Yeah, and that would keep its head on, wouldn't it, into the autumn? Yeah, and you don't cut it back. But with Annabelle, you can, um, none of this sort of pruning and that. You just take it right away down to ground level, more or less.
0: And off they go again. And off they go again. I'll tell you what else you could pop in there autumn flowering crocus. But they're not really crocus, are they? No, kelchicums. comes. <laughs> but they'll bring lovely purple effect, wouldn't they? So yep. that would be something to brighten And white. Them. And white. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to talk about cutting the grass. Because at this time of year, you need to raise the, raise the level of the lawn a bit the cutter, because if not, if you're scalping it and we go into winter, you will do the grass a lot of harm. It also means it's a good chance to get um, uh, the lawn weed killer on it as well. So lawn weed killer will also help as well. So that will get rid of the, uh, the weeds. Use a liquid lawn weed killer. See that it says lawn weed killer. Read the packets very carefully. And if you've got rid of those weeds, you can try to get rid of moss, but I've given up on moss. I just think, keep feeding the moss and it'll go green. But anyway, if you want to get rid of the moss, use a moss killer. Scarify it then. You can hire a scarifier very easily and then sweep all your your rubbish up. And scarifying isn't just for moss. It is to get the debris out of the grass, gets rid of all the old rubbish, and then it's time to top dress and use a good lawn dressing, and at that time, you can also use a winter or an autumn lawn feed, which strengthens the roots and makes your lawn much better next year. A lot of people think, oh, it's a waste of time because it doesn't green it up. It does. It strengthens that grass and it will green up in the spring much better. There you are. There's something to do on the lawn. But we mustn't forget, we got asked about ants the other week. How can you get rid of ants on a lawn? There is a nematode that you can use uh, and the ground's still warm enough so they are, if you were listening the other week, um, nematodes friends. Get it now. What's your next tip then, Tom? Uh, Tom, I'm calling <laughs> you now. Paul, what's your next tip? <laughs> tip, it's the beginning with a T. Uh, what's your next tip then, Paul? Uh, growing in pots. Right, what's you growing in pots then? Um,
2: wallflowers. Yep. Wallflowers. Bulbs. <laughs> Oh, bulbs! Yeah, uh, spring bulbs. Get your get your daffodils in your tulips, um, pansies. Top Top dress with your pansies. Uh,
0: so, would you plant your tulip and daffodils at different heights, or what? How, how, yes, how do they, you do? yes, they
2: go in at a different height. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your daffodils, and uh, they, they all go in different heights. So they all flower so, at different times, and yeah, one. they come up at different mm-hmm. times, and then you can get some uh, other things that go on top like your pansies and uh, violas. Do you yourself plant like that or do you like just bulbs in plants? I just like me bulbs in plants Pots. yeah and they, I've kept them in there for about three years now and they right. they've, they've got a nice big clump now of uh, daffodils. But if you want to color them
0: up, put yeah. a bit of top dressing on it. Absolutely, yeah. Okay well talking to flowers dead headings important uh, time uh, this time of year you can keep your annuals going actually. Uh, still by deadheading them, they'll flower until frost, most of them Uh, or if you get bored and they're looking tacky you can do what uh, Paul's just said, rip them out and put some bulbs and another bedding in but roses need deadheading still because you will achieve getting flowers right up until frost you can get them up until Christmas really, roses can't you, they keep on flowering but my way of heading at this time of year is I cut the stem a long way down, I don't just go down a couple of leaf axles I go down a lot farther, I take them down a couple of feet and that way it saves you doing your autumn prune of reducing the height to stop winter rock, so that's what I do at this time of the year, it's a good way of tidying up the rose beds but basically it's a reminder, keep dead heading. what
2: else you got for us then Paul? Herbs Herbs, yeah, you like your herbs don't you? Yeah. Herbs, yep, yeah. Uh, Prune your herbs Especially the old thyme um, if you, uh, the Thyme sort of gets a bit uh, Leggy and that And it, it doesn't let the air Get through to the mm-hmm. Root part of it The base And it starts dying off From the middle So if you prune it up And that And keep How it nice and tight How do you nice prune top, it just Oh I can get Scissors Scissors Or a pair of secateurs Anything like that Just run over the top of just it Just run over the top of it Just to make it a nice little dome You know um, It's nice to have several pots Pots of uh, time about, so you can uh, have different sorts of colours of time. Clip it each different time of the season. Let a bit of time go to the flower. So mm. for the bees, they like love a bit of time. What
0: else do you have to prune at this uh, trim back at this time of year?
2: Rosemary, you can trim a bit rosemary back. You can trim your lavenders back, dry it off, we hang it up.
0: up, and use it. Yeah, use, and use your rosemary for your lamb through the winter, couldn't you? Though? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mints looked a bit sick this year, hasn't it? It's had a lot of mildew, hasn't it? Yeah, yes.
2: I'll what have, do we do with that? I'll prune it back and to try and get rid of the mildew next year is, is to keep pruning your mint. Don't let it get leggy and don't let it go to seed. Just keep pruning your mint because it's, it's the fresh leaf that you want for when you're doing your cooking. So you you want to keep pruning all all herbs, all herbs, basically. Keep taking them back, prune, 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 so that they're producing that nice, fresh, flavoured herb. Which is what you want. So they are.
0: There's a few tips for you on the podcast. So uh, don't forget, get out there and enjoy your garden.
1: Ken Crowder. This is BBC Essex.
0: Let's have a look at some of the gardening events taking place across Essex over the next few weeks. And I'm going to be starting with a reminder Thursday and Friday until the 6th of October between 9 and 4, you can visit Feary- Fearingbury Manor in Fearing near Colchester. It's open as part of the National Garden Scheme. It's a 10 acre garden, a couple of ponds, and it's got loads of interesting plants. Admission is just £5, children are absolutely free. Um, so they are, go along there and have a look and let me know what you think of it Saturday the 16th of September the Great Baddow Horticultural Society have their autumn show in the Parish Hall Morden Road and it's an open show, you don't have to be a member to enter and of course it's got the usual classes of vegetables, fruit, flowers floral art and cookery entry is free Saturday the 18th uh, sorry Monday the 18th of September the Billerity Horticulture Society at 8 o'clock have a talk on Hyde Hall through the season and that's by Andrew Hellman from the RHS Hyde Hall visitors are welcome go along and have a listen if you haven't been to Hyde Hall you'll learn a lot about Hyde Hall interesting history as well I can remember it prior to the RHS Dates me a bit though, doesn't it? Wednesday the 20th of September, 2 till 5, Dragons at Boyton Cross, Chelmsford is open to raise money for the National Garden Scheme. It's a great three quarter acre garden and it's one that encourages a lot of wildlife. Admission is £4 and you can get homemade teas. If you'd like your gardening event or garden mentioned on the Gardening Hour podcast, send me details to Ken Crowther at least three weeks ahead of the event and you send those to on an email to ken.crowther at bbc.co.uk or you can drop me a line BBC Essex, PO Box 765 Chelmsford, CM2 9XB
1: Ken Crowther This is BBC Essex
0: Coming up next, myself and Paul will be answering your gardening questions and we'll start with Beverly and her runner beans.
1: Hello, Um, I've been growing runner beans in a tub um, this year. Mm -hmm. Well, I do every year, but what I would like to know is what can I grow in that tub um, between now when I'm I'm about to pull them up and... Next May, when I need to plant the next crop, something that's not
3: uh,
1: not hard work, but will look nice through the winter.
0: So you're looking for flowers, not necessarily vegetables?
1: Mm, well, yeah, no, I don't, not vegetables, no. Uh, but not necessarily flowers. Something no. that um, will come out um, next May when...
0: Um, well, that will be flowers then. So, right. Any
1: suggestions? You, that yeah, you, to,
0: wallflowers. Wallflowers—they finish I mean, in May.
2: Wallflowers. Wallflowers.
1: Well, you plant them now.
2: Yeah, yep. They're just about coming out now. In and um, yeah, plant. Uh, give it a good, nice bit of fish blood and bone, uh, and um, plant uh, some nice know, that's wall-
1: something I haven't got? I've got just about everything else.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry if you haven't got fish blood and bone. What have you got?
1: Multi-purpose slow release. No, um, that's no
0: good in winter.
1: Rose, um, rose food. Uh, is
2: it, is it a powdered rose food or, no, or pellets? Oh, it needs it needs a bit of powdered um, fish blood and bone in there to to liven it up for the wallflowers. You right. get you get put your wallflowers in. You'll need you more. How big is the pot? Uh, two
1: foot, two foot across, two foot down.
2: Yeah, you'll get about five wallflowers in there. Stand, right. them, stand them you outside could, nice sunny position you open the back door and that smell it will intoxicate no, they're, you
1: no they are away from me my back door opens onto a courtyard but where you'll I be do able to, to see
0: will you be will you be able to see them though
1: oh n- 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 if i go outside yes
0: yeah well but the other thing you could do is buy some Here's another suggestion plant your wallflowers, but underneath the wallflowers, plant some early flowering tulips.
1: Uh, I've got tulips elsewhere.
0: Okay, Narcissa, <laughs> put some Narcissi in then.
1: Uh, It'll just that's give. Sm- Narcissa, that's, that's small, small daffodils, isn't it?
0: No, Narcissa can be tall, white, uh, all Narcissi. sorts of different. Yeah, and you could get some that would be taller, and that way they would come up first, and then the wallflowers will continue to flower a bit later on. So you get two two that types of fish. Isn't
1: n- not the size a bulb, isn't it? Yeah, it's
0: a bulb. You plant it underneath. You see?
1: Yeah, that that's going to cause problems when I come to plant the um, runner beans. No, beans.
0: you can plant them over the top of the bulbs. Leave the bulbs in there for the coming the next year right. and the next year.
1: Well, I've, I've got loads of other bulbs still to be planted.
0: Yeah, um, but buy, see you buy a tall narcissist high, 12 inches high, and that would do the job.
1: Right. Would that be something like
0: tete a Yeah, tete a would work. Very, no, tete a won't work. Smoke. Too small. Sorry.
1: All oh, right. I'm um, thinking
0: of something else. What else you got? Come on, <laughs> tell me. Oh,
1: I, I can't remember by name. Um,
0: right, check the height. If it's 12 inches, put it in. How about that?
1: Right. Would that work for you? <laughs> okay.
0: Give you a few ideas, I'll tell you what else you could plant. You could plant, you could plant um, spring greens as well if you wanted to in the middle as a centre. No, no. <laughs> anyway, enjoy <laughs> okay. it and can you let can you let us know how you do it in the end? Can you? Yes. OK,
4: yes,
0: you plant it up and then let us know. That's lovely to hear from Beverly, And we now know, don't forget that. Nobody calls a line free 0300 200 40 And you can text me here in the studio as well. We're going to talk to Dave now. Hello, Dave. Hello there. What are you up to?
5: Well, I've just thrown away a good 12 kilos of uh, tomatoes because there's tomato blights. Um, I have two questions. Is, hang on, uh, hang any... on.
0: Why have you thrown the tomatoes away?
5: Um, because uh, they're all rotten. Of course, I'll be taking the good bits off. Ah,
0: day. I just wanted yeah. to check that you're not thinking to yourself, oh, it's got blight, I must throw the tomato away. But no, you've done the sensible thing.
5: Thank you. Um, is there any way I can guard against this next uh, this season? I've been growing tomatoes professionally as well in, in Denmark. Um, I only uh, grow determinate tomatoes because they've got a better flavour and good for making food. Can I guard against this over here?
0: The, not, if you haven't got a variety that has got any um, any ability of safeguarding itself against certain blights, the answer is no.
5: Mm. Oh, OK, because I've always been using the heirloom seeds.
0: I would... So try. Why-
5: yeah. Oh, it looks like
0: I've got to change my uh, my life. <laughs> Train, try try. I tell you what I would do next year is why not try some of the tomatoes that you grow normally. Yes. Yeah. And then buy a new variety that has got you know some protection against blight. Now the reason I say some protection, they claim yeah. to be blight proof, but blight uh, changes its form through the years. So, in oh. fact, although you've worked on one blight, a company will work on one blight, getting rid of that. Um, yeah. A second, it can mutate into another blight. So, it is a changing world, blight. And it's something that a lot of the seed companies are working really hard on to find a way of safeguarding their things, like, crops like potatoes and tomatoes against. But try yeah. some of the newer varieties that are supposed to be blight free.
5: Okay, it looks like I'll be surfing today on the net.
0: <laughs> I would have a have a look. There's um, I know um, there's a couple of good seed companies do it. There's Fothergills who've got some um, ones, and Thompson and Morgan I know. So have a look at those two as a starting point. All right.
5: Okay, then I use Thompson and Morgan already for my other vegetables.
0: Well, they are. So have, have a look at theirs.
5: <laughs> it's an- so disheartening when you throw away twelve kilos of. Tomatoes, you
0: spend months looking after. <laughs> I agree. Anyway, let us know next year how you get on because we're always pleased to hear from you, Dave. Okay. Okay.
5: Thank
1: you very much for your advice. Ken Crowther answering your gardening questions. This is
6: BBC Essex.
0: We are going to talk to Hilary. Hello, Hilary. Hiya. You're driving, are How's you?
7: Early?
0: Are you driving? I are you driving?
7: Think so.
0: Okay.
7: Yes. I'm on well, hands, I wanted to ask you Yes. I've got I've got a bougainvillea and I've got two canna and a spiky I think it might be a miniature palm tree of some description, I'm not sure. And at the moment they're outside in the garden in tubs. What yep. do I need to do for them over winter? Do I need to just bring them in? Do I need to wrap them in that stuff
2: you protect them with, you're a to come
0: Right, let's start with the Bougainvillea. The Bougainvillea is not hardy at all
2: is it Paul? No, no. It's got to come into a conservatory with a bit of heat. Have you got anywhere that you could bring it into? Yeah, I
7: can bring them into um, a the protected area of the garden that's got glass
0: like this in there. A bit like a conservatory. Right, um, and that way all you've got to do on the Bougainvillea is keep it above frost, in fact, yeah. Bougainvillea and the canners keep them above frost. The Bougainvillea will drop its leaf.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but it's important that the roots do not get frosted.
7: Right.
0: So don't put bubble wrap round the top of the plants at all because it sweats and rots. Right. If you're going to put anything around them, put fleece. Yeah.
7: I've got
0: some gardening fleece. Yeah, that's the one. And, d- and don't yeah. water them. And don't water them. Let them run, pr- and especially the canners, just let them dry out completely. Do
7: what they was need it- to go indoors, or will they be all right staying outside?
0: Uh, depends on the winter. It Good really point. does, which we can't predict at all. No. Um, now, what was the other plant I've missed? What was the other plant? You said I three things. You said bougainvillea, canner, and
7: I'm not sure what it is. It's a small,
0: it's a spiky oh. thing. A palm.
7: The palm, yeah, probably a miniature
0: palm. Now the palm could be a hardy variety. It depends which one it is. It's a
7: brownie-coloured leaf. Yeah, you wouldn't not know. Green.
0: Uh, difficult, difficult to know, quite honestly, But the same thing would apply. Cordyline.
2: Cordy is it a cordyline? Might be. Has it got a
0: strap? I if it has it got strap-like leaves? Yeah, they're long and thin. Ah right, so it's a cordline. Again, the yeah. root the roots aren't hardy, are they, Paul? Mm,
2: not on a, not, not a in a cot. pot. Not in a pot. No. It's so
0: again, it's protecting the
2: pots, isn't it? Protect the pot and um, don't don't water too much over over winter. Right. And do I need to prune the canners? Top, chop
7: the flowers off or anything?
0: Only when they're dead. Yeah,
7: fair
0: enough. And let basically okay. the can the canner leaf and and uh, a flower will die back down then you take them off, because the goodness you want back in the tuber.
7: Yeah, OK, fine. Does that help okay, you? OK, thanks, Yes, thank
0: you very much. OK, where, where are you off to? Anywhere nice? No, let Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't answer that one. Let's move on. Give us a call now, 300 240 41, and we are going to talk tomatoes again um, with Norman, aren't we, Norman? Yes, indeed. Tell us Good more.
8: morning, Ken. Um, just listening to your um, gentleman who were talking about uh, tomatoes and losing them all. Yeah. I've been growing uh, something called Crimson Crush. Oh, yeah. Over the allotment for the last two years. And both of uh, the allotments, either side of me, have been devastated by. Blight. Um, blight, yeah. Um, uh-huh. These have been fabulous,
0: haven't been touched. And I'm just uh, just I mean I don't mind you maybe Crimson Crush is, uh, did you get it from a well known seed company? I don't know,
8: mobile I've got them.
0: <laughs> Oh right. Did she buy the plants or did she buy the, the buy seeds. the seeds? She bought the seeds. And was it recommended that it didn't get Did it recommend that it it, it Hang is. On a minute. No, all I wanna know really is is it one that's recommended that it doesn't get yes. blight? It says
8: hundred
0: percent Yeah, that's good to hear I mean, if you've been successful They are, they are That's uh, an interesting one That I hope uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name But uh, was listening Well,
8: put it like this Of 10 plants We've picked about
0: 10 kilos so far That's brilliant Excellent so they are Crimson Crush. Is your recommendation? So Norman, Absolutely. Norman's recommendation is Crimson Crush. How about that? Yes. And if they, if they don't work, I'll blame my missus. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Norman. That's good here because that's what this program should be about. Should be about spreading good things and useful things amongst the listeners, shouldn't it? I haven't grown Crimson Crush. Tell you what, I might give it a go next year as well. Hey, Norman.
8: All right. They're fairly expensive, but
0: they're worth it. Oh, oh! Well, perhaps I won't do it next year. No, I'm not that bad. Well, I've heard the rumours. <laughs> yeah, you've heard the rumours. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. That's lovely to hear from Norman. Um, and now let's go to Bill. Uh, Bill, what do you got for us, Bill? <clears throat> Hello. Hello, Bill. What have you got for us?
3: Yeah, chilies with uh, uh, the plants say bl- uh, blight. Is it is it okay to eat the chilli?
0: Right. Firstly, uh, you don't get a blight on a chilli plant. So t- describe what they what they what have the leaves done? Gone white?
3: No, they've gone all blotchy, and uh, some of them are falling off. Um, I've got four. I've got other plants growing, about half a dozen chilli plants, and yep. there's just two of them.
2: Uh, are uh, they the, growing uh, outside or in the greenhouse?
3: No, in greenhouse. And I've, what I thought first of all, I thought it was a lack of magnesium. You know, because that's the way the, the leaves were going.
2: What is it? Ye- yellow blotching.
3: They, they they were yeah, but they've started to the leaves have started to fall off as well.
0: Right. Are you getting any new little shoots coming from the sides at all?
3: Yeah, yeah. The plant's still growing, but it, it just see that the, the some of the leaves just shrivel up, fall off, and uh, and I thought it was blight.
2: No. Has this only just happened over the last week or so?
3: It's probably over the last month or so.
2: Oh. I thought perhaps it might have been the cold weather we've had a couple of cold snaps no, in the evening.
3: I, I, I don't think it was that, to be honest with you, because the other, the other plants are perfectly OK. It's just two of them in particular.
0: I would, personally, I would just uh, tap them or pull the worst offending leaves off. I would give them, even at this stage, they in a the greenhouse, aren't they, you said? I would give them a good feed of a seaweed. Do you feed them at all?
3: Yeah, I'd give them tomato uh, feed. Right,
0: right. Don't give them a seaweed-based food like Maxi Crop; those particular ones. And I think you'll find it will give them a boost and get them going again. Because you've still oh, got right. time to get new growth out of those. Because then you're going to overwinter and keep them for next year.
3: No, I usually get rid of them.
0: Oh, you can keep most most of them. Will stay through the winter.
3: Oh right. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. Um, there, there, there are chilies on there that have turned red, ready yep. to eat, um, and I have eaten some of them. Good. Is, it, is that okay? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's oh. nothing
0: wrong. There's nothing. What you're describing would not affect the fruit at all. Right. All right.
3: Okay. Yep. Okay. Thanks a lot.
0: All right. And give me. I tell you what. Let's know when you feed it. Feed them up. Let us know uh, what it's what they turn out like. Yeah, okay.
3: Sea crop, you say. it's yeah, a good seaweed feed.
0: It's a seaweed feed. You're looking for a seaweed based feed.
3: All right. Okay. Yeah. Cheers.
0: Thanks very much. And we go to Andrew. What you got for us, Andrew? Oh, good morning. Um, I've got a conifer tree, and it was beautifully green,
9: lovely green, but suddenly in the last few weeks. All down the bottom, it's all gone brown, and it's gradually working its way up. Is it diseased? It
2: sounds right, like, sounds like phytophthora. Yeah.
0: Now, hang on. Where's it planted? Is it in a container or is it in the ground?
9: It's in the ground. It's in the garden.
0: Right. Whereabouts is in the garden? Has it? Is it? Uh, is it in a damp position or a dry position?
9: Um, in a clay. It's um clay. A kind of clay earth.
0: Right, and does it get a bit wet down where it is planted?
9: Um, well, yes, it does get quite soggy, Because yeah. it's
0: rained quite a bit. I yeah. think what... Paul, describe what the problem is then. It, I know you said it. It's very easy for us to just say, oh, it's Phytophthora, <laughs> but it means nothing to people.
2: Explain what
0: it is, that really.
2: It, it, it just it, it, um, strangles the root. It, it floods the root. It's a root disease, It's really. a root disease, and... It, the The root can't take anything up from it because it, it it's too wet and and it's a disease and it spreads from depth from the root upwards, and that's what it sounds like. It's so quite what, co- quite common in uh, conifers.
9: So, shall I? Ha- will I have to dig it yeah. out and and it's dead? Is it? It's it, actually going to be dead.
2: Yeah, it will, but eventually die right off. Yeah.
9: So in other words, you would better take it out the ground straight away. Yeah. How big?
0: How big is it, Andrew?
9: Uh, It's about well, on the old measurement, about two and a half yards up.
0: Oh, so it's a big. You bought it as a big tree, did you, or is it just? Yeah. No.
9: No. It was only small. It it was brilliant at one stage. It was really green, but suddenly, in the last three, a couple of weeks, it's just a. Just
0: gone to pot. That's what that's that's happened. Yeah, yeah. It's not dryness, definitely no. So does you, sound
9: you wouldn't you wouldn't recommend me digging it up and putting it in a, dry, in a dry, more drier place?
0: No, it's once it's dead from the bottom up, it won't regrow at the bottom anyway.
9: No. Okay. So it's demise. Is it? it is.
0: It's gone yeah. to that. Gone to the. Has uh, gone to tree heaven.
9: <laughs> yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Okay. Thank, thank you. Okay, Andrew, and we go from there to... Ooh, don't forget that number to call. 0300 200 40 0300, I say it too quickly. 0300 200 40 Or you can text me 81333. Put Essex on the front. Let's talk to Rita. Hello, Rita.
10: Good morning. How Good are morning. you
0: today, and what have you got for us?
10: Um, well, I've got a conifer hedge. Mm-hmm. And it's about eight just over eight foot tall and i want to reduce it by about two feet when's the best time of the year to do this
2: yeah it's just it's just the right time of year to do this now um evergreens you can prune now so oh. two two foot off the top's not too bad might look a little bit of a mess to start with but it should uh, come back oh lovely and the,
0: one I of the reasons. I was re-
10: going to have to wait till about April.
0: <laughs> no, and one of the reasons you do it sort of uh, late. Normally it's late August, early September into mid September. And just for anybody else listening, the reason you do hedges and particularly conifer hedges at that time is that if you get any new growth, it hardens so that if we have a hard winter, it doesn't damage it. So that's like why you it. do it. Yeah?
10: All oh, right. That's lovely. Thank
0: you very much. So you've got another half an hour of the programme and then you can go out and do it. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> got <laughs> your <laughs> ladder. <laughs> Get your ladder. Yeah. yeah. Um, you be careful up there. <laughs> all right. I will. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your call. Uh, that was from Rita and we go to Tony. Where's Tony gone? I've lost Tony. No, he hasn't. He's here. Hello, Tony. Oh,
6: Tim. What? Okay. But, what um, Pelagonians. Yep. I grow pelargonians. I used to grow them fairly seriously. Um, and when there was rust, I was advised to throw it away. Um, I grow angels, regals, um, all types. But I've got rust on the zonals, only on the zonals. Mostly in the garden, but I noticed it's um, spread into my greenhouse on one or two. Um, is there a treatment these days for rust on pelis?
0: just trying to think yeah you can use um what's it uh, not bug clear ultra the other one there is one yeah there's a couple of the couple you can you can spray with um you want a fun- good fungicide basically but the other thing is cleanliness isn't it paul to pick off the offending leaf
2: yeah Are you um taking cuttings oh,
6: yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm taking the plant out of any of that. i seeing the greenhouse. Yeah, I'm it's it's it out of the greenhouse and it's what
2: what what, what it's the, it, it, you must you must clean your 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 um, knife or whatever you're doing, taking the cuttings with. Um, or, or every time you take a new cutting, you must um, clean it pl- yeah. thoroughly. Yeah. Otherwise, you spread the spread the disease through the plant. Um, I've,
6: I've got a product in my shed which has been there for years and years, and it's probably banned now. Called armatilops.
2: Yeah, uh, that is a that yeah, is that's banned. banned. That's gone. <laughs> I thought you
6: might think everything's banned, isn't it? Yeah. Um, would that would that do the trick?
2: If if you got it in there, yeah. Just clean all your all your um all your instrument. I, I use a sort of single single um, bladed uh, razor blade. Like you buy I buy them down the hardware shop, and they're a single, and, and it makes a lovely nice clean cut and uh, you can get get away. I think that's what you're doing, is it, 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 you're spreading the virus now, uh, the rust.
0: It's worth trying something like Fungus Fighter, but it's not necessarily recommended for it, but it's worth a try. It's Fungus Fighter, and there's another one on the market by Scots as well, so there's a couple there that you could have a go at. It's worth trying, but it's a bit late for spraying, isn't it, at the moment?
6: Clinton yeah, I mean, is... when I take the cuttings, I reduce all the bottom leaves, of course, but I also reduce... Mm. Leaves to, in my language, about a quarter
0: of an inch. Yeah, um, I mean the the most important thing, is, of course, is that you know, okay, we talk cuttings, but with the plants themselves, if they're badly affected leaves, it's worth removing them anyway, isn't it? Yeah, well, I keep,
6: I'm keeping them to one side, and I'll probably yeah. just keep them outside. Yeah. If it's a nice winter, they may survive.
0: Yeah, if you um, get get a nice if funny. you get a, get a nice dry day, it's worth getting a, a fungus fungicide and giving them a spray anyway. June, hello, June. <laughs>
7: Hello there, plum um, tree. We have got a plum tree in the garden. We've yep. only been here three years. We've not had many plums off it since we've been here, and this year we did have a few, but the majority of them all went bad.
0: Right now, so when you say bad, you have to describe what they did. Did they go brown and speckly on the outside?
7: No, they all went sort of shrivelled and although ah. they are colour, yes. Color, but so they did
0: they go went... a muddy coloured, shrivelled yes. with a few white sort of? Pustules on the outside. No,
7: no white pustules, but they all went a shrivelled mousy colour. They're
0: still. It is, isn't it? It's brown rot, isn't yeah. it? Brown You've rot. got brown rot. Oh. Now the bad news is that we got nothing you We can suggest. Shouldn't laugh, should I? Really, but I mean no. the world. The world is getting <laughs> well, ridiculous.
7: These things today you can't. But you can't. You're right. You're going to
0: say you can't get anything that to help anybody anymore. No. There is nothing that you can spray for brown rot other than trying to keep its cleanliness. You need to get rid of all those plums.
7: Well, they're all after They're taken. They've all gone.
0: Yeah, they've gone. But they're yep. not in the garden, are they?
7: No, they're in the bin and thrown away. Last
0: exactly last
7: week or a week before. As
0: the leaves fall, you need the to collect them. The
7: leaves are them. falling.
0: Right, collect them. Don't put yep. them on the compost. In the bin.
7: In the bin. Yeah, they've they're, got they're to being go. Done in the bin every day.
0: You've got to get them away from your premises because the the uh, spores spores stay on the leaf.
7: Oh, right.
0: All right. The leaves and then are
7: falling quickly.
0: A winter wash. A winter wash is about the only thing that you can do to help, but it's not a cure.
7: Right. So did the plum tree ought to come down then? No. Oh, no, right. don't
0: give up.
2: No, give it a chance. Give it a chance. Give it a chance.
7: Yeah. I mean, I it's... don't know how old the plum tree is, so I've no idea. No, it's,
0: it's about cleanliness. So if you keep cleanliness up for a couple of years and give them a spray, you'll most likely get clean fruit.
7: Oh, right. So we'll just do that then. So start giving it a wash now
2: no not not yet uh, another another month or so when the leaves are all we'll off. off right yeah.
7: well they are falling they are really falling yeah. fast no they're, they're
2: going to be all off everything yeah.
7: right and then wash it with this wash
2: yeah yes. a, w- a winter wash yeah give winter it a good wash. give it okay. a good winter wash get it in, get it in the bark and everything and hope hopefully it will help.
7: Lovely. Thank you very much indeed. OK. Thank you very much.
2: That's a pleasure. That was June. Come on, give
0: us a call now, 0300 200 40 Let's talk to Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer.
11: Hi there. I've got a question about growing runner beans indoors over the winter. And the reason I'm asking is that my tortoise can't hibernate this year. She's been unwell. And I'm looking for foods that she normally eats through the year, but growing them indoors. And I didn't know whether... Because she eats the leaves, not the beans. She eats the leaves, and I didn't know they'd grow indoors.
0: It's a very interesting question. Isn't um, it just? <laughs> not it just? Does she eat nothing else, this this tortoise? Yeah,
11: yeah she is. She's a Mediterranean Herman's tortoise, yep. and she will eat all of the what we call weeds in the garden, you know, chicory, mallow, dandelion, plantain. So I'm growing all of that stuff right. anyway. I'm growing that anyway. Um but to kind of supplement it I didn't know where the right. would grow indoors
0: and you haven't got a greenhouse or a conservatory: I've
11: got a greenhouse yeah but it's not heated
0: it's not heated no they don't. The, the answer only
11: other thing I've, I have got a conservatory and yep. she goes under she's a big tortoise she's um, six kilos like just over three pounds and she goes under a lamp not in a vivarium she goes under a lamp would that do anything if I put the plants under the lamp when she's not under it.
0: Depends whether it's a growing lamp or not, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, if it's, it's just, okay. a, it, it sounds like you've got a heat lamp rather heat than lamp. a growing lamp. A heat, yes, yeah. it's <coughs> a heat lamp
11: for.
0: Um, no, you, for you need a to grow. Produce. You can buy grow lights. You can buy right. grow lights um, from an ordinary shop. From a, a good electrician will sell you a grow light. Right. Uh, which I, would give you the right light levels.
2: I don't. I don't think you'd be able to germinate the bean actually. Oh I know she doesn't need the
0: bean. She needs the leaves. Yeah, but it
2: wouldn't. It wouldn't produce leaves if it didn't germinate. Right.
1: That's what. Oh, I, I see. You wouldn't
2: get it germinate. No, because the cold. Oh, mm. uh, but if it was indoors, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. But if yeah, if it was indoors, but if it's, if it's in a cool conservatory, yeah.
0: I personally, I'd get them growing now because you could. Yeah. Yeah.
11: Right, okay. They
0: so will produce some leaf, but you won't get beans, but you're not after beans, no, you're I'm after not leaf. I'm after
11: beans and I'm after the leaf. No. It's, put, it's to supplement her diet. I'd
0: just put four or five in a pot and see how you get on yeah. and treat it as okay. a trailing plant.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll just do that
0: then. Jennifer, though, can you come back to us and let us know how you get on? I mean, you've <laughs> given us a really can, interesting Can one. I
2: have the tortoise, can I borrow the tortoise to come round and eat, eat all my weeds?
11: No, I will. Say, I will tell you, tortoises don't like going to a new environment.
0: Oh, so yeah, they, oh, that's a goodie. So that's
11: my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, oh.
0: Jennifer, I tell you what, keep in touch. Let us know because we'd be very, very interested in that one. I'll All right? do
11: that. I'll Thank, do that. Thank thanks very much. much. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye bye. We go to Christine. Christine, hello from Burnham on Crouch. You near the river, Christine?
12: I am. I'm near the river, only about a couple of minutes walk away. Can I? Oh, it's yes? lo-
0: lovely river, isn't it there?
12: It is. It's beautiful up there. Yeah, it is beautiful, and sun's still shining just, just about at the moment, although it's getting a bit cloudy on the horizon, yeah. I noticed.
0: Oh, so. uh, well, keep your fingers crossed. What we yeah, what we got yeah. today from yourself?
12: Well, you remember two or three weeks ago when Tom was on, I had this squash growing in my garden. Oh, yes, and we didn't growing. know what it was. I didn't know what it was. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And you said, oh, get back to me, didn't you? Yes, did I, you I did. An update? Yeah, well, I think they're good. In fact, I'm pretty certain they're good because they get to about the size of a large pear, and they're pear-shaped, marrow yep. colored They've got, with, like, the vertical stripes around them. But when they get to about the size of a pear, they go rock hard yep. like a cricket ball.
0: So what do you think, Paul? we got Paul now. What do you reckon, Paul? Oh, hello,
12: Paul. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. It's, it's a gourd.
2: It's definitely a gourd.
12: Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. They are? Yeah.
12: There's loads of of them, it's grown like a triffid, but I let it grow to see what they're like, and i picked about four of them so far, but as I say, they only get to about the size of a pet, and they go rock hard.
0: And you can keep them in a bowl all winter and
2: pretend they're fruit Fruit. indoors.
12: Yes, but I've varnished them, I think, don't you?
2: That's right, yeah, Yeah, yeah. make them look all pretty and everything, yeah.
12: Yeah, and also there's a couple of other questions. You know I had that badger problem. Yes. I, think I told you, now, digging uh, up the lawn. Well, I still yeah. have a badger problem. Uh-huh. But I've noticed um, during the week on Ray's programme in the morning, there was a wildlife expert and he was talking about badgers because there's a problem over at Wooden Ferrars with the bridge uh, bank subsiding. Right. Because of badgers. And he said if people have problems in their gardens with them being dug up by badgers, to feed them peanuts. So for the last two or three nights I've been putting peanut handfuls of peanuts down where they come in under my fence. Right. And although I found two or three like small holes dug in the lawn still in the mornings, I haven't had swathes of grass dug up. So whether it's helping or not, I don't know.
0: So does the peanut put them off or does the peanut substitute for digging the lawn up?
12: I suppose it's substituting their diet. Or perhaps they're eating the peanuts when they sort of come in in the hole, mm. and they don't—they're not looking so much, you know, digging up for worms so much. I don't know.
0: Oh well, there is an interesting one. We need to follow that up as well, and don't also, we? And
12: one more, Ken. Yeah. Um, you mentioned in this fuchsia mite, weren't you? Yes. That's around now. Yep. That's. Um. I think I've got that on one or two of my futures. Is it? They look. They get distorted right at the end of the batch. That's right. Yep. And I've been picking these bits off and putting them in the dustbin. But do I need to dig up the whole plant? Because some yes. of the plant is clean. No, it's, just some it's of not. The
0: bits... They'll be there somewhere. You need to get rid of the plants. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah.
12: Oh, well, that's a shame. It is, yeah, isn't I it? I've two or three of them. It sits yeah. on them now. No, yeah. get, rid,
0: get rid of them and get them out now, really. You need to get them. As soon as you see it, you need to get rid of it.
12: There's nothing you can do to. There's no sprays now. no sprays
0: that will help at the moment. No.
12: No. Okay, Ken. Okay.
0: Well, thanks for that. Okay, Christine. Thank you for. Thanks for your call, and keep us in touch on the peanuts because we'd like to know a bit more about peanuts. If anybody else knows, chilies. Pat, is that right? Hello. Hello.
12: Hello. Yeah. You were talking about keeping them over winter. Yes. Do they have to be in a heated
4: greenhouse?
0: They need to be frost-free. You can run them pretty well dormant, a chilli, through the winter. Right. I mean, a lot of people I know just leave them on the windowsill indoors on a, in an unheated room. Right. Oh,
12: I've got loads, so they need to be in a green house.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh. you can risk it. It's what they mustn't have is frost, that's all. Oh, I
12: see. Right, OK. That's oh. lovely. Yeah,
4: that's all. Thanks very
0: much, Ken. OK. Let's go to Sue. Hello, Sue. We're talking oak trees. Is that right? We are indeed.
13: Yes, um, it's something I've never seen before. The in Battlesbridge we have oh, probably half a dozen oak trees, something yep. like that. Uh-huh. One of them that is forming perfectly good acorns has got these donut sort of shapes, obviously miniature, <laughs> on the underside of the leaf. Now, see yep. that's for I believe that's quite common. But that's got good acorns forming on it. The Others, um, all the rest of them, have got marble-sized round acorns on them with a hole in them. And then in a, a different location, which was Leon T, I sea um, I was literally walking the dog and saw these acorns, which is like an alien growth over them. They've got the cup on, on the acorn, and one of the acorns was actually shooting. And those I kept on the table, and I've now seen that maggots are coming out of them. Hmm. So they've got right. some horrible brown-faced grub.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right, well, all, I mean, let's accept it, Paul, that all trees will get problems. The first one on the leaf is your oak gall mite. Yeah. That's the first one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, remember right. that different trees have different acorns. So, although the tree might look very similar, it could be a different variety of oak. Ah, uh, right. Because there's lots of oaks. In fact, there's even right. lot lot. You've got even in this country, we've got several that grow quite happily. You've got English, European, etc. And they have different shaped acorns.
13: Uh, the um, Woodland Trust planted the ones which are circular. If you follow what I mean, the, the yeah. ones that I said look yeah. like marbles. Yeah. So I don't know, because they would have planted. Natives. Yeah, mostly
0: they'll, they'll do native, they'll do English, but you could have European. Um, personally, I just think that this year has produced an incredible amount of acorns. acorns there are yeah. acorns coming out of your ears. That will affect the size of them as well on some some trees. Because it's right. like it's like fruit. Apples on some trees, there's lots of small ones, whereas there sh- should be big and small, but there's not because there's too much fruit. So the same thing will happen on an, on on an oak tree. And really, the bug, the bug, mm.
13: yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> just, just the bug p- p- buried itself in there. Yeah.
13: But it seems just about all of the acorns have got this bug. So is there something I should be spraying or? Was it that they got too dry this year, or no? If
0: a bug's a bug, it's got there. But I mean, if it's a big tree, you can't spray a big tree anyway.
13: No, no, no. Well, they, they only went in about mm, ten years ago. Oh, well, well you could right that, well, in the really
0: spring. In this, yes, in the spring, you could use a systemic um, fu- a systemic uh, spray insecticide on them
6: because oh, right, it's not
0: because it's not fruiting, and you're not eating it. You can use a systemic spray on it, and right, you would.
13: And that's that, that will be okay. It would be better to spray it, or
0: is it? Well, it would. It? If you've got a bug, it's going to help. Yeah. So you would do that yeah. very early on as it as it starts to come out, and then do it about a month later, and that might help. Okay. All right.
13: So this, it's a systemic spray. Yep. Um, and what was what was the name of the donut things?
0: <laughs> oh, that's a, a gall mite
13: gall
0: mite. You it won't get rid of your problem. you definitely won't get rid of your gall mite though so, because that definitely won't go um, Let's now go to Joan Hello Joan Good morning. What would you um, like to know?
4: I've got a Queen Elizabeth Rose that Lovely. I've been in for two summers and I, I want to know whether I can trim that down because it's getting rather tall with nothing much at the bottom
2: Yeah you can Yeah, trim it down now and um, how high is How it? How high is it?
4: Um, about five foot.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Trim it down by half to three quarters because it'll help with the wind rot. Oh, uh, nice. wind. It, and um, give it a good prune and um, that should, uh, and then you can then prune it again in, in, in spring. spring when you can see the buds come in form and you can cut it down to a nice strong pair of buds.
0: How low oh. would you go? <sighs> I'd go down about a foot. foot,
2: yeah. But foot, The foot and a half.
4: Right. Okay. In spring. In spring. In, in
2: spring. You'll see the new buds forming. and yeah. and, and go cut it just above a nice good pair of buds.
4: Right you are. And, and the other one I've got is I've got Princess Charlotte Kermators. I brought that when she was born. Um, it comes out, I think, about April, May.
0: Oh, so it's an early flower. Yeah, is, is
4: so, now, do I trim that at all? Cause
0: I can't cut is, that is, one is, right is it, down to the bottom. If
4: it's, a, if it's
0: April, May. It, yes. What size flower?
4: Um,
0: Has not, it got a round flower?
4: Yes, but it's um, not ever so large. It's a, like a medium size.
0: They'd so cut that back after flowering, wouldn't you? Or it oh. might flower again? It might be a group one.
4: I've got a feeling it, it can do because I think I've got one right. flower come out which I, I didn't expect.
0: Yeah. So prune in autumn.
2: Does it does it does it prune now? Uh, flower now and then a, again in 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 um, September. No, it flowered April no, May. No, it's yeah,
4: and I've got a feeling I've got a flower come on it now, so it looks like right. it Might flower twice a year. So, uh, Cut
2: down now after flowering. Yeah, yeah. After after it's finished flowering, you can you can prune it again. Uh, it, it, sa- it sounds like a group two to me. So um, how far do you yes. cut those back? So you, you you cut you cut them back twice a year, and oh. um, you'll cut it back after it's finished flowering now by about half. Yes. And then it will flower again next year early, in and the then spring. you cut it down again in spring. Oh, I see. So you've got a flower now, cut yes. it down after that, then it will flower and then cut it down again after that. Just, just you can you can actually juggle your cut cutting points so you can have one longer and the other and and that so that that that, and give it a good feed. Yeah,
0: that's given us good advice. While we're talking roses, we've had Hilary from Bradwell on Sea. I have a shrub rose which needs cutting and shaping. When can I do this? Shrub roses? When in the winter you do shrub roses, can't you? Now, now isn't it? Yeah, literally now. And really, it's prune. Take out. Dead crossing
2: and yeah. shape yeah. it. And you, you can actually do with shrub roses with a pair of shears and willy-nilly. boom, boom. And then just
0: <laughs> cut any dead and dying bits yeah. out. Hope that helps you in Bradwell on Sea. And we go to now to talk to Bill. Hello, Bill. Uh, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're fine. Apple trees, you're talking.
9: Apple tree. I've got an apple tree in my back garden. It's about four to five years old. And every year, at the end of the leaves, they get a sort of a white mildew and scribble up. Is there any, any uh, way of getting rid of that?
2: Um, is that it, is it, do you get good apples?
9: Yes, it, well, when, when the insects don't get out of them, yeah, they're lovely eating
2: apples, yeah. yes. Don't worry. So, uh, yeah, don't worry, because uh, they'll start falling soon now, and, uh, and as long as you're getting your good fruit and everything, uh, that's fine. Oh, great. Okay,
0: all right. Okay, sir. Thanks very much. Okay, it's just a bit of mildew. Don't worry. And we've had, I'm sure you once mentioned this, varieties, aren't all varieties are good in Essex of apples? And he wants. He says he keeps looking at apples to buy for growing in Essex. I think it's very difficult. The one that I know isn't a great one for Essex is actually Cox, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't grow very well in Essex. Uh, I, no. Other than that, it's the only one that I can pick on that I say doesn't grow that well in Essex. Yeah. Yeah. Try and I would say, Colin, try and look at new varieties. Some of the
2: new varieties are very, very good. Wouldn't you? Yeah. So uh, some some of these uh, some of these apples now you can get you can get four or five different grafted apples on one rootstock. That's stock. worth
0: a try as well, isn't it?
2: So I'd I'd try that. I mean, it it seems to work. Um, So give that a try because you'll have five different apples then.
0: Right, Maureen, you've got an east-facing fence and you want some climbers. (laughs) Is that right?
10: Hello, yes, I just picked you up. Um, Hello, Ken. Hello, your colleague. Yeah, Um, hi. Yes, um, I've got an east-facing fence which we're taking, hopefully taking all the old ivy off of, which I know isn't going to be easy. It's, it will be about 12 foot uh, minimum long, and it's obviously about 6 foot high. Now, it's east-facing, so I'd like a climber there, um, which is, would be happy, preferably an evergreen climber. Have you got any suggestions?
0: Evergreen climber. Evergreen, east, east Cyanothus face, would
2: work. That'll yeah. cope with it.
10: <coughs> Cyanothus, is that yeah, built yeah. with the sea?
2: Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's, it's not an actual climber, but it, it's, it, a it, it's a wall shrub. It's a wall shrub. How
10: high does it grow?
2: <laughs> as high as you let it,
0: but normally about five, six feet. It's a wall well, shrub, so right. you grow it against the wall, against right. the fence. It'll um,
10: be all right in the, on an east facing fence, yeah. will it? Yeah, Gary
0: elliptica. Mm. Oh,
10: goodness me, can you spell
0: that? It's Gary. Just think of Gary. If you go in and say Gary or Garrier, Gary Garrier. Garrier. Just say Gary Garrier. is enough. People will know what you want. Ipsica. And that has long catkins on
2: it.
10: Oh, long catkins, yeah.
2: right. Any else you can think of quickly? Uh, Viticella clematis. any of them? They are. Viticella Climatus. Yeah, yes, yes. Viticella, Group 3. Group All right.
10: 3 Climatus. Yeah. Now, um, I've seen advertised... Which they what they call a bluebell creeper. Now, have you any comments on
0: that? Never heard of it. It's most likely a Dutch name that someone thought of. I have no idea what they're no. talking about at all.
10: Can Can you just say the first one that you gave me? C-
0: Cianothus. Doesn't matter how. You, doesn't matter how you spell it. Just say Cianothus.
10: Anothus. Okay. Huh? Okay. Then thank you very much.
0: That will sort sort you out. Um... Right, and then we have Diana. You're talking about a patio rose. Is that right, Diana?
7: Um, yes, well, uh, it's <laughs> it's been given to me for my birthday. Lovely. That's um, in a pot that was in a big um, cardboard container, and I brought it indoors, and the instructions said, if that's got holes in, that's an outdoor. If it hasn't, that's an indoor. Well, it's got little holes in it. That's very pretty. Hang I mean, on, I'm not very good with plants, and right. I Right, hang on, it hang, on, hang on.
0: Were you given it as an indoor plant?
7: Um, well, in the on the instructions, that says. Uh,
0: Does it say patio rose?
7: No, it just says plants.
0: Some I think, good. yeah, and it it it's got a small little tight flower it had on it. Did it?
7: Yes, it's got, it's yeah, got lots they're lots of little they're flowers. Smart they you
2: know. Right, they're grown as an indoor plant, aren't they, Paul? Yeah, uh, that, that they're sold in in, in the, garden, garden centres and that for indoor indoor roses. They can
0: grow outside, but they yes. don't do that well outside. In the end, but no. The answer is yes, they can go outside.
7: They can, or you could try them inside, could you?
0: It'll keep growing I don't
7: know in. What to do. <laughs>
0: well, if you've got it in brushy. these. It needs good light, very right. good light. I mean, my mum's got one that someone gave her and it's going yellower and yellower because it isn't getting enough light and it oh, needs dear. to go outside.
7: Yes. Oh, well, I'll try it so you
0: then. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Give it a go. Right, I've got a couple of texts I'd like to do. Paul, very quickly, I've got a lemon tree in a pot, had a year growing well. What can I do it in winter? Do I cover it or leave it outside? That's a bit tricky because that's the implication is that it's outside they're not 100% hardy they'll take just down to frost won't they yeah
2: yeah and 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 you have a summer feed and a winter feed and then you reduce the watering do you in the winter yeah yeah not so much not so
0: much not so much in the winter and Sean very quickly what's your question I have some
10: box hedges in pots Yep. I've got quite a few of them and I wonder what is the best feed
2: to give them there is a special Baxter's feed that uh, you, you can get at a garden centre. Very good. Oh, okay. It's, it's especially, it says Baxter's feed on it. There you are. How okay, about that's that? wonderful, thank you.
1: The BBC Essex Gardening Hour with Ken Crowther, every Saturday from 11.
0: Thanks very much for listening to the BBC Essex Gardening Hour podcast and if you missed any of the questions and answers you can download this programme and take it with you wherever you go via our website bbc.co.uk slash Essex